You know, you know, we don't do a whole lot of talking about the Tennessee Titans on this show. <laughs> but <laughs> as long as we've got you in the fold here, Moan, what in the heck? <laughs> Why? Why would they fire Mike Frabel? Wow, DK. Hey, again, we don't do a whole lot of like no, that, that's your day job down there. <laughs> that's my day job. DK um caught me right off we got right after I got off air, man. The why we're still trying to figure it out. Tennessee's uh Tennessee Titans uh owner, Amy Adams Strunk, who is the daughter of Bud Adams. Strunk is her last name now, had a uh conversation with the voice of the titans mike keith and she just said the last two years winning matters um they have an expectation on the field that they have to reach they're not there right now uh i also think you know having a solid foundation of what your organization is they're trying to find that too there's a lot what were you about to say i i just they had some challenges you know, this this isn't this. You don't need to be a, a Titans insider to know that this team had all kinds of challenges and that they had themselves a pretty good head coach. They did, uh, but I, here's what I think is always going to be the case when you, when you hire a new GM, and I don't think he had anything to do with the hiring or firing whatsoever of Mike Vrabel. I just think ownership and everything they had going on inside the building uh, kind of lended itself to moving in a different direction. They are, like you said, got a lot of issues. But Vrabel's been proven to be a good coach. I just think with this group having a young quarterback, a lot of issues that have to be took care of in, in Tennessee, that this was probably the next best move. Uh, I, I think the conversation about them going to New England, him going to New England probably sparked up a little bit higher. And you know how owners can be depending on who they are. Oh, do you rather be there? I can send you there if you want me to. Yes, Yes. And yeah. then it didn't work out. And firing came after that. Wow. Yeah, you, you didn't quit. I fired you. Yeah. Or, I fi or the other way around. You didn't hey, fire me. I quit. So <laughs> there's a lot, man, that's that's going on when it comes out. Um, when it comes out about these this hiring or firing of of what's next. And then here's the other thing, too, DK. And I've said this on my show when it comes to discussing the Tennessee Titans. Their identity was through Derrick Henry. When that runs out, what do you have as a team? And I don't think they have progressed with the draft picks, which is a, the old GM issues. Mm -hmm. I don't think offensively they know what they have going on as far as what direction. And now to me, as somebody coming from the Pittsburgh Steelers, DK, I see what organization is supposed to be ran like. Everybody's supposed to be lockstep, right? Everything Like when you talk about Pittsburgh Steelers defense, you know who goes where, what that player is supposed to look like at safety, at D-line, at linebacker, don't you? You can you can probably pick a squad based off of what the DNA of a team in Pittsburgh is supposed to look like. Even offensively, you could too. They don't have that here. Let's ding that bell, Moan. Let's do this bell, man. We, we can do the bell. Oh, I'm so slow. You know how slow I am with that video. <laughs> if I was an offensive lineman, I'd be that guy who was still in the formation. <laughs> if he snapped the ball. You'd be the, you'd be the center? Everybody but the center, that'd Everybody be you? but the center moves. That's me. I'd, I'd still be there like, now what? 
<laughs> We're waiting on you, fool. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, but big NFL news, though, DK. Uh, I'll say this. I think Vrabel gets swooped up quick. Mike Vrabel does. If oh, y'all yeah. didn't know, he got fired today. Um, he gets swooped up quick. Uh, it is just going to be interesting. Does he go to New England? That's the real question. Yeah, I would think that that would be a an obvious point because what, what you would do then if you're Robert Kraft is you would say, listen, we're moving on from, you know, living legend and Bill Belichick, but we're, we're still maintaining a piece of, you know, the Patriots championship legacy and everything else like that, which Frable absolutely was. Uh, that's, that's good stuff. You know, that that's going to be, it's, that's just the beginning of what should be a really eventful NFL off season. <laughs> oh, I mean, moves that people didn't even dream were possible could, could happen this year. DK, I don't even have to think about going into work anymore. I got something every single day, man. And this show is just the same, too. Speaking of firings, though, DK, I, I tell you, that doesn't seem to be the place much in Western Pennsylvania right now. No, it's if if anything, and there's there's stuff that's been floated around by his agent, and you can always tell whenever it's the People refer to them as the national writers, as if they've somehow been elevated or something in society. What this actually is, is they they take on roles with national outlets where they only communicate with agents. It's the only thing they do. They don't go to games. They don't work locker rooms. They just talk to agents. That's mm-hmm. what that role is. That's what the Adam Schefters and so forth do. Okay, mm-hmm. It's just a different job. Now, what they do in talking to the agents, there are also agents for head coaches. Yeah, yeah. Yes, they okay. are. And Mike Tomlin has an agent, and it's very clear that Mike Tomlin's agent made some noise over the weekend to the reporters who speak with agents, and he's trying to do something to run his price up a little bit. Why well, not? Right now, the new head coaches, I think Sean Payton got like 15 million, 14. Yep. So if, Tom, if Tomlin's at 13, which is you know, which is what I've heard, he can get more. Of course. I mean, nope. I, I, we we keep hearing the conversation about you know him wanting to move on or something like that. No, uh, that's that's that's, that's you've oh, never heard that from anybody who actually knows him or whatever. Yeah, yes, no, he's not moving on. So it, it, it's go- why I ain't gonna say the why because he's from the DMV. Uh, you know, uh, as far DC, Maryland, Virginia, for the folks that don't know that one, uh, he's from that area. Him going there, I mean, there's a lot that has to happen. One, he has to agree to that that he wants to leave, do you leave Pittsburgh for the people that want to ask that question? Or do you just want him gone from Pittsburgh? You know, there's two different conversations right there, DK. Does he want to leave Pittsburgh or do you want him gone from Pittsburgh? That's- yeah, that, that's, uh, the Steelers definitely want to keep him, okay? Uh, meaning Art Rooney, okay? He definitely wants to keep him. All you're seeing here is a little bit of everything is at its peak right now. Okay, he got the team into the playoffs. He got the team to 10 and 7, okay? And you're seeing a little bit of gamesmanship here. I believe this. Actually, I've kind of heard this. Okay. That's All right. Fair. So listen, not, to- not yeah. So right, right, right. So what what he's done is, you know, he he's he's taken advantage of of a good position that he's in right now. Maybe that position won't be as good after Buffalo. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it'll be even better. But right now, you know what you got? Yeah, into the playoffs, ten and seven, uh, big comeback, uh, comeback. Three, three wins games. over 
teams with winning records, uh, two of them on the road, one of them on the West Coast, had to make had had to do it with his third string quarterback, which sounds great. Right? Doesn't mm-hmm. it sound like it adds mm-hmm. to the narrative? Uh, also, I mean, the Sean Payton got a movie. Hell, Mike Tomlin can definitely get one now based off of those theatrics, DK. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Joseph Gardell says, Mike Tomlin said it himself, I have the best job in all of professional sports. Never say never, but never. That wasn't today. Yeah, that, that was, was in reference one. to that USC opening from from a while back. Oh my! Oh my, man! Uh, Evan Word says I think Tomlin is best for this team and the players. They relate and look up to him like no other coach. It's what I see from afar. Tito says Tomlin's not going anywhere. What's your feeling, Moan? You know the man. I think it'd be hard to pull him away. Like if if you're if you're talking about trading for him, because at this point. He hadn't warranted a firing. You made it to the playoffs. So when it comes down to him wanting to move on, like I think you either got to fire him or trade him. And if you trade him, that 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 never say never conversation comes down to dollar bills, DK. Like, is he the first coach to get $20 million? Because as it stands, I think Washington Commanders got about five billionaires who are team owners or majority or minority owners. And they're also a basketball ran organization now. There are people there that are come from the NBA. Their style of operating in the NBA is what? It's quick. So unless we're doing a trade plus a signing of about $20 million for a head coach, that would be my price, DK. Mm-hmm. Ray uh, says, so So DK, uh, Jay Glazer is part of this gamesmanship. If, you, if you've been watching this show on a regular basis, you yeah. would know the answer to that. It's an emphatic and obvious yes He's always been part of it. He is a yeah. he is an actual away from work friend to Tomlin. Yeah, so when Glazer says something representing a Tomlin stance, it's pretty much coming from Tomlin's mouth. Yeah. So so here's another thing. So and Robert, by the way, I know you guys are going through a lot in Louisiana, Alabama, and uh, those lower lower United States area. I hope y'all are fine. I think they've got a tornadoes and a bunch of storms down there, DK. But there's always this. Wait until after the playoffs. I mean, yes, that's the kind. Anything is possible. Coach T said, "Never say never, but never." He loves Pittsburgh, but there's always a move to be made if you think you've hit your peak. But here's what I think: with the season that that, that he's had so far in Pittsburgh with Coach Tomlin and Mason and figuring this stuff out, I think he might have bought himself another two years. Whether that be going to find a new quarterback, whether you roll with Mason. He's bought some time, in my opinion. If we're being honest, DK, about the job that Coach Tomlin's done this year, and let's talk about the latter part of this year more than anything, because they remember what you do in December. If we're talking about how the job is supposed to work, he's bought himself some more time. So if you think his hot seat was at a six, it's probably like a three, two and a half. Now I would expect. Hot seat for Tomlin? I'm if, if for the people that want to believe there was a hot seat, if it was at a six. Oh no, it's at a minus one right now. You can you can just forget you can forget the concept of the hot seat. Okay. You know one thing that I feel like saying here though, like Francesco says here, everybody wants some big drama show in Pittsburgh. Y'all don't no. want that. No. I promise you, don't want that. No. Listen to me. You don't want what Francesco just said. I'm gonna give it back to y'all. Don't want a drama show. Listen to me on that. I'll say this, you know, I hear from people on a consistent basis and, and Moan, you have too in the comments. uh, How come you guys can feel this way, this way three weeks ago, and you feel this way and this way now, isn't that, you know, 
hypocritical or whatever else here, circumstances change. That's all. I say this all the time. The circumstance comes first, then the stance. Okay? Circumstance, then stance. If the team changes the reality of what it is that you're talking about, then what kind of moron would you have to be to stick with your old stance? Come on. Okay? Come if on. you say this is this is all after Indianapolis, this looked like it was all just falling apart. Yeah. Okay? So if you remember what we said after Indianapolis, guess who changed? The Steelers did. Yeah. Okay? They changed quarterbacks. They got way better at everything. They beat three winning teams, two of them on the road, one of them on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And they made the playoffs and they finished 10 and 7. They changed that. They changed, not us. Just had to throw that out there. So here, here's here's one that, and we ain't even in the Hey Moan segment. I love one real quick. Do we we want to go ahead and go? Let's let's go to Hey Moan. Let's do let's, that. Let's go. I got All I right? got a hot one. We gotta hit DK. Because the Absolutely. thing is, Moan, what we have to keep in mind here is that there's only one segment that matters anyway. And that's Hey Moan. And I'm I'm ready to go. Let's do it. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Tyler Johnson says, haven't been to a live show in a while. I love when I hear that from people. We've, we've had a couple of those already because it is, it's different, you know? Yeah, it is, it's different. Man. It's almost as different as whatever Jacob's experiencing right now when he says, all caps, DK and Moan, I want you to know this is playing on all the TVs at Applebee's. That means every Applebee's everywhere? Because I'll, if it means yes. every Applebee's everywhere, that means every single person in Florida is watching this at the moment. <laughs> Let's do <laughs> That's good right there, DK. I love that, man. Dog. Oh. Florida, Florida, man. You can drive down a, down a street in Florida, and you just like there's an Applebee's on the left, and then there's another one for your convenience on the right, so you don't <laughs> even have to cross the street. <laughs> hey, we're in there. We're going to be a little bit nicer, DK. They got us on every tube in there, okay? But you're right. You're not wrong. <laughs> Enjoy, everybody, at Applebee's. <laughs> now, I like a good Applebee's every, way, uh, every once in a while. Uh, the team wasn't playing as well four weeks ago. True. True, but we had this conversation. Yes, they remember what ball, DK? December, January ball. That they do, and so much so to this point. And Brian, you, you, hey, moan segment. Here we go. Brian Jonker starts us off, and he don't even hit us with a hey moan, DK. He goes, yeah, "Have you not all about here?" Brian's not new. Brian, Brian's not new at all. He know the rules of this thing, man. That's hey moan start us off. But he goes, uh, "Have you have you ever heard about the standard? Is the standard question mark? Hold up, hold up, 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 up. The standard, oh, standard. Sorry, sorry. I, I think that means squeak in as a wild card, followed by an embarrassing loss. You want to hear what's crazy, Brian? When I came in in 09, right after they won the Super Bowl, everybody in that building said we were road warriors. Weren't they the sixth seed in 08, DK? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We squeaked in. I don't know how we did. We were roll. That's what we got. The saying, play like rock stars. We were road warriors. You were the sixth seed. In 2008, and you won a Super Bowl. You didn't complain then. You can't complain now with being the seventh seed. I know you can because you fan out how you want to. 
But let's not move the goalposts on how you feel based off what the year looked like for you. You made it into the playoffs, and Pittsburgh is two goals. Winning North didn't do that. Second, get into the playoff and win the show. Those are the only two goals. It doesn't say how we get into the playoffs. It says punch your ticket to the show. That's the, that's the building right there. So if you didn't complain in 08, Brian, come on. We can't be that way right now. Dan Klimko says he's watched our live show backwards, and it was, in fact, evil. Oh, Lord. How you do that? I don't know. But I think this is like where you find out that Paul McCartney died or something. Oh, you know, by listening to it backward or whatever. What was that thing that you say? If you played the Beatles records backward, you would find out that. Oh, yeah. I've heard that about albums before. Yeah. Yeah. We're evil. Yeah. That's okay. I'll deal with that. That's cool. Yeah. Even um, though we know it in my heart, we're not DK. Kawa says, hey, Moan and DK watching from Sweden. You are the best. Great. Great, great, great. That's tremendous. Mm -hmm. Mark Lancaster says, hey, Moan, with the loss of TJ Watt, is it safe to say that this secondary has to pick up the slack. Remember that you're going to have DeMonte Casey back. You're going to have probably uh, Mike Tomlin's exact word regarding Minka Fitzpatrick's status was optimistic. So you're probably going to have Minka back as well. Again, listen to what he's saying. Optimistic means probably going to be a goal this weekend. Uh, but TJ, I was discussing the line on the game is like 10 points. It's a 10-point spread. Yeah, that's... Okay. Vegas does that when it's that big. And, and maybe they didn't watch the Bills the other night. Maybe they like trapping people into believing that Buffalo is going to do it. But 10 point spread, and maybe that's a little bit upon they don't believe in Mason. The quarterback's the only p- position yeah. I've been told that moves the line. No other position moves the line. They must not have watched the last three games or the fact that TJ's out. But of course, <laughs> I trust our defense against a scrambling Josh Allen. I'm pro Pittsburgh this weekend, in case y'all was wondering. Mm-hmm. So that 10 point spread to me is I'd put it on the plus 10. Kenneth says, Hey, Moan, you're a former goon. I see Broderick Jones asserting himself as a head goon on the field. What advice would you give the young fella? I have a story for you after this. I, I would have Marquise call him. Period. I would have Marquise call him because he did a lot of things. And we all did. I don't want to make sense. It was just his show. But he got to go make sure he got a co captain with him. He got to make sure that everything he's he's asking of everybody from the entire offense, he's doing it first. Your time to grow up, you're not on a rookie schedule anymore. You're no longer a young guy. That's what I would tell him. Have have those be be in the weight room, be there in the offseason, be there every day in camp. All of that is where he checks his boxes now moving forward. Because if you're gonna be that leader dog, it's more DK for Broderick Jones on just watching his tape. No, it's every day at practice and training camp and inside and outside of the building and having hard conversations and harsh realities for a lot of people. Christopher wants to know, hey, Moan, what is the key to winning this game Sunday? If you had to pick one, I suspect the following, a solid running game, no turnovers, and stingy defense. Well, that would be everybody's keys, Chris. That's yeah, not of course. That's it right there. <laughs> uh, but, you know, <laughs> but if, if I had to pick one, Chris, out between between the Steelers and the Bills, more than anything else here, I I want to see a continued ability to strike a balanced offense. And I don't just mean between pass and run. I'm talking about even the distribution of the passes. If you look at the way Mason Rudolph 
has ended up each of these games, even the one in the monsoon. Yeah. The ball gets spread around. Buffalo's defense is good. Buffalo's offense, not so much. Yeah, uh, You're going to have to beat that defense. And the way to do that, I think, obviously, is going to be to just spread it around. Yeah, is that for me, DK? And I'm carrying my suitcase the same way I did to uh, Seattle. You control that rabbit crowd, you got something. Whether that be on the ground more, DK, but of course, control Buffalo's crowd. That let's go, Buffalo. The less you hear that, the better. And that means operation by Mason. Good calls if you need to. And honestly, letting it all hang out. Why are we stashing plays this weekend? That's where I'm at. Uh, They're going to score, too. Yeah, 73,000 fit into what they now call Highmark Stadium, not to be confused with Pittsburgh's Highmark Stadium, which is where the soccer Riverhounds play. Uh, They also sponsored the Bills Stadium. And I keep hearing stuff about how, oh, they're, you know, maybe Steelers fans will go up there whenever. No. Don't go. That's not what that is. (laughs) Buffalo, Buffalo shields itself very well. Okay. Yeah. A lot, a lot in the same spirit that the Cleveland and Baltimore have always done. You don't see a lot of Steelers fans in Baltimore. You don't see a lot of Steelers fans in Cleveland. You don't see a lot in Buffalo. Um, what you see is the mafia types, the weird types, the the <laughs> people that are throwing themselves off of cafeteria tables and all that other crap that you see on those videos. Yeah, um, they're a different breed. Yeah, okay, yeah. they really are. And they ran that price up. I'm not sure if it's because the Steelers are coming in town or because it's a hosting playoff game for them. But I look just for craps and giggles, DK. Mm-hmm. Uh, about a thousand dollars. I think the cheapest t- cheapest tickets is about two fifty three hundred. Yeah, that's what I mean. And if if you had, let's say, for example, the, the San Francisco 49ers fan base, you could see a situation like what happened here for this opener where all the, remember that, all the rich tech geeks yeah. came in and bought all the tickets here in Pittsburgh and, mm. and filled the place up. I, that's not going to happen up there. It's just no. not here. No. Leroy says, hey, Moan and DK, I, I think it's okay to hope. I'm headed to the game with my dad this weekend because this momentum feels like a haymaker we can take into the Bills' chin, uh, not like the Chiefs' blowout. Now, guys, everybody, get the Chiefs' blowout out of your head. This is not leading lambs to slaughter. This is not that. Steelers are playing well. The Steelers have guys coming back defensively. They don't have TJ, obviously. Okay, and that hurts, obviously, but look. I don't want to sound like a dope here. No, go ahead. But if there was one position at which you could afford to lose somebody on this entire roster, it's outside linebacker. And I say that with immense respect to a truly generational talent in TJ. Neither Marcus Golden nor Nick Herbig is TJ, but they both can play. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not going to hurt you. It's not going to be a deficiency. Chances are one of those two, and remember where you heard this. Either Golden or Herbig is going to make some kind of significant splash play Sunday in Orchard Park. And I think they have a better chance, either one of them, than Alex Highsmith does. Yeah. And, and by the way, I stand correct. The sixth seed was in 05. Either mm-hmm. way, you crawled in and still won a ship at the end of it, okay? Uh, but, Leroy, enjoy yourself. That's the same way I feel about this weekend. And you know what? It's okay to feel like that, Leroy. Go up there and enjoy this game. I hope it's that whatever game you want it to be, and we come out with a dub. Second round, that's what 
we said early this year, be impressive if Coach T can pull it off with the third-string quarterback. Antoine has a good question for you, Moan. says, hey, Moan, as we discussed before, anyone who's intelligent is open to change. Mike Tomlin is doing that along with Omar Khan. Can you not stand in your beliefs and change for the better at the same time? Absolutely. You can do both. I, 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 I somewhat believe that's why Coach Rabel was let go here because that last part didn't happen as quick as they wanted it to. Yes, I think you can. I think we're seeing that happen too. DK's brought it up time and time again, and I, I, I agree with There needs to be somebody watching the video board, okay? There has to be the replay guy at some point in time, whether that be the assistant secondary coach, whatever it is, somebody up top. There are little things, the analytical parts that a lot of people like to talk about. There's room for that type of growth. But here's also what I said, and DK had, had the raise eyebrow effect from that too. I said, you keep your staff small. And a lot of people push back on them for that. But when you keep your staff small, the message doesn't get misconstrued. Everything stays the same. And again, that's keeping your beliefs. But I'll add a guy or two if that's what it means to suffice this crowd and, you know, win a couple challenges here. And there, there are some deficiencies there. But but it's working so far. Gene says, hey, DK, are you thinking about rescheduling a certain hockey trip in February? I am not. I'm not. Okay. Uh, I'll be I'll be in Winnipeg on February 10. Uh, actually, taking my wife, we're going to make a vacation out of it. Cool, that'd be cool. Yeah, big basic vacation in Manitoba in the winter time. It's good stuff. That's that sounds fun. It's a wonderful, know? wonderful place. So yes, Gene, I'm not there yet. I'm not there. Win a playoff game. It's been a while. It has you know, Berger says, "Hey, Moan, how excited? Ooh, I like this question. How excited is an offensive line when they know?" It's a cold, snow, windy game, and you've got not one, but two running backs running harder than anybody else in the league. How excited are these guys? You salivate over that, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Because here's the fun part about that. We know psychologically the D linemen only want one play. The idea that we can slow this bad boy down and beat you into a pulp and you might not make but one or two tackles during the game and it's cold and miserable, we're built for this. We can pace ourselves a whole lot more than the D-line can. So, yes, you salivate over days like that, man. I absolutely love that. Tyler Johnson, no, absolutely. What, what are we talking about here? Uh, Tyler's doing that thing where he sees a splash play from a backup and thinks that Alex Highsmith is uh, ah. expendable. Highsmith, <laughs> Highsmith doesn't have his name, number and name called as often as you would like. I'm the first one to bring that up, even though that tends to be a pretty unpopular stance. He also is solid and sound, and you don't have to worry about his side of the field, do you? And in a game like this, with this specific quarterback and the same approach that the Steelers take when they're facing Baltimore is to do what? Come in from the sides. Yep. Yep, shrink and push forward. That's it. Okay, you need Alex Highsmith in this game. I did not mean to suggest otherwise when I was referring to splash. Those other guys might be more capable of delivering the splash. That's all. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely not. Uh, Matt Wilcox says, hey, Moan, am I crazy or does everyone in this field look beatable? I mean, I'm not saying we're going to win, but I don't see any reason we can't win. This is a great one, too. This is Roger Goodell's NFL. (laughs) <laughs> this is this is Roger Goodell's NFL where everybody has hope. All the tickets sell out and viewership is through the roof. You're 100% correct. 
on the AFC side, NFC may be a little bit more clear, but I can tell you who's going to win between Dallas and the 49ers. The Eagles may actually turn it on. Think about every conversation. Like Baker right now at this point may actually beat Philly and Tampa because they are on a five out of six game losing streak. Mm-hmm. This is the perfect freaking scenario. So, Matt, I'm right there with you. Good, good stuff here. Lots of it here. David Ham says, hey, moan. <laughs> when you're heading to a game with inclement weather, lots of snow or rain, do you guys ever simulate weather conditions with sprinklers or snowmakers? I'm going to interject here. Even as we've been talking here, uh, we as media here at DK Pittsburgh Sports were just informed that the Steelers are moving their practice tomorrow to Akershire Stadium. Oh, wow. What does that mean, Moan? Because I don't recall that happening in a non-COVID setting. Young group who doesn't have a whole lot of experience in the playoffs working in a stadium. Stadium, stadium, stadiums. stadiums. And then there's the idea. Well, and of course, the south side practice field can freeze over sometimes. Mm-hmm. And the grass oh, okay. at the stadium is a little bit better. So it may be a safety operational plus working in the stadium situation. This is the way I would think of it. Plus, you can't go in. You got to be out there the entire time for practice. Like guys can go to the indoor <laughs> at, at, on the south side. Like if the de- if the offense is out there, some defensive players can go inside to build them. This keeps you in and operating like a game. I think it's a smart move by the group. Yeah, it I may just not, be turf. I have not checked. It might be. I, I have not checked the weather forecast for here in Pittsburgh. I've been so busy looking at the one for Buffalo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, no, 100%. The, the one for here, I'm looking at it right now, it's, is what do you see? I'm seeing rain all day today and tonight. Tonight, the rain stops at 8 o'clock. That simply could be field conditions, uh, but also just the size of the stadium and what it means. Tomorrow's going to be crazy windy. Okay, so he he wants basically he wants to be outside. Yeah, he wants to be outside. And he doesn't he doesn't want an excuse to or have have to have any cause to take it indoors on the south side. And this would offer better turf. That actually makes more more sense than anything. And else. the idea of inconveniencing guys, you're not at home anymore. That plays a part in it too. It's Buffalo, different too. It's different. The whole thing is different. Let's let's make it feel different. It's playoffs. Let's go. You know. And, so here's the thing, too. Tomorrow in Pittsburgh is supposed to be windy as heck. Buffalo is supposed to be that same wind mm-hmm. on Sunday. Yeah, we had some guests here today. Okay. Uh, Sergio says, why, Moan? Why, DK? You ready? We have a little violin going here. No. Why is Dan Moore still playing? He's the worst-rated tackle in the NFL, according to your good friends from Pro Football Focus. Chooksakorafor needs to be in. And Broderick Jones on the left. But can you do it now, Moan, even if you wanted to? You doing that might make Isaac have a bad game. If I know I got one issue, let me just only deal with that issue. Why should I move Broderick, who settled in at right tackle this year, over to – I know what you want, Sergio. PFF has their biases, too. Just a little bit. they, They do. And I don't even want to trash on them today because they come on my show and be really good here in Nashville. But you trying to move him right now ain't the smartest move. Uh, John says Najee Harris will get us going. He'll get us this win. He's going for 200 yards rushing Sunday. Actually, John, with the way the Steelers distribute the football when they're running well, that's pretty close to impossible. Now, (laughs) they can team up 
for that kind of total. They almost pulled that off. What was that, Seattle? Seattle, they almost did. Yeah. Yep. Uh, was I think they they it teamed up for one ninety one ninety seven. Okay, okay. Because Mason got six, and the and running backs got one eighty six. One ninety seven. One ninety seven. So they were this close, but Mason's like he had five carries for six yards. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he was just trying a bunch of third and short, fourth and short conversion. I got a good one right here, man. It's pretty solid. All right, you, you ready? Timothy. Yeah. Tim, there's so Rochelle dropped off 50, 50 okay memberships. You could have got one, Tim. Never take Rochelle for granted like that, Tim. Never. And then, of course, Papa Ray here. Ron Lytle's in here, man. Everybody's carry drop five. We got to get you green, okay? But his question is, hey, Mo, Steelers were lacking a quarterback, and now they have one. Is this team better than what their record shows? It may be right now. And here's the other thing, too. It, it may be the possibility that, that Mason's playing with no care and teams don't know what and how to attack him. If he's not going to run out of the pocket and his old line has been standing tall, how are we supposed to get to him if he knows how to operate the offense? Maybe everybody else hadn't caught up with what he's got going on. Heck, what if Mason is the truth moving forward? I think teams don't know. So you send whatever you can and Mason smart enough to expose you. I have something to say about this. Come on with it, DK. Okay. Mason Rudolph doesn't get any praise from Mike Tomlin. It's three consecutive weeks of his assessment after the game being nice job, nice job, nice job. Now I'm going to take you back to something not from this past training camp, but from the previous training camp in which George Pickens was doing all these crazy things. Yeah. In Latrobe and then in preseason and whatever else here. And I overheard Tomlin say to a media relations person, keep it low. <laughs> okay? Keep it low. We don't need that secret getting out. Keep it low. You could hear him saying this, I've too. I've heard him say that. Oh, you have? Okay, yes, good. Yes, I have. And I remember being so struck by that, like, what? What are you doing? What? what who cares who knows what? He just doesn't want somebody overcompensating for him. So I could see a scenario right now where he and Mike Sullivan and and uh, and, and Eddie Faulkner. Faulkner are all looking at this going, what in the hell? How did we get one? Of he was here all along? Really? And then just saying after that, hey, 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 keep it down. Keep yeah. it down. Keep it down. You, you know why? Hmm. Ego goes up and so does price in those moments. And then, of course, when the national people get it and start talking about it, oh, then they really start breaking it down. Right now, a lot of people probably, oh, he's just having a good run. We'll stop it. Until you realize Mason may actually be the truth, right? Like, hey, 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 be cool, be cool. That's that's what he's, oh, my God, DK. Yes, I've heard that said before. Yeah, so just keep that in mind, especially when he's using the exact same phrase every time. That tells me that it's planned. Every single time any of us, and I've done it myself, ask him about Mason Rudolph, what you get back is nice job. Nice job. I think it think I, this is I think it's because we we crown Kenny so fast, so quick. Some might not admit it, but he he got crowned early. That's fair. And you can't make that mistake twice. Ben ate crap before he actually got it. A good bit of. He had to earn it in old NFL, right? Ben had to earn it after winning a Super Bowl. What a lot of people forget is that in Ben's first Super Bowl, 
he was borderline terrible. Come on. And I'm not telling you anything that Ben wouldn't tell you himself. And, and a lot okay? of people tell you that stuff. Mm-hmm. And Ben felt like after the second Super Bowl yeah. in Arizona, when it was him and Santonio charging down the field, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he felt like to some extent that was vindication for him. All right. I wasn't a passenger in this one. So much so that even this, even somebody in the comments said, well, the old five team was locked tight when it came down to the defense. You can't say that in 08. So when it comes down to why Mike T is probably saying, hey, hey, shh, shh, Mason's just doing okay. I think we crowned Kenny a little bit too soon. I did. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. Guys, when we come back, we're going to go through and take care of some points of order here. Uh, Ooh, you guys are good. <laughs> and, and somebody just said what Mike T says to about seven. Seven just being seven. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I forgot that. That would, that would be, he's very James Harrison like the, the best adjective in all of football. That's it right there. It's just seven <laughs> being seven. Yep. We'll be right back, everybody. So much business to take care of here before we sign off for the day here, uh, beginning with, and, and never, ever take her for granted. That's Rochelle coming in with 50 uh, right off the bat. Mr. Mojo shows up as a new member. Uh, welcome to our, our green world. Glad uh, Carrie, to have you. Carrie Russell makes it easier for people to join as well. So does Papa Ray. So does Ryan Lytle. Uh, we appreciate all of these. How about Danny coming in? Uh, as well, uh, guys, we can't say enough about the community that's being built, about the numbers that we're getting. Look up there. Look at that thing. That's 12, crazy. 1,200 live people. That's like a like a theater. It is, man. And that's just who's in here now. If you go by how many were, were in the live show over the course of the time that we're on, it ends up being closer to 3,000. Do you know what I mean by that, Moan? Because yeah. they they can, they come in, they can only hang around for about 20 minutes or so, and then that's that. Somebody else comes in late. It ends up being around 3,000. It is, man. Uh, and you guys are awesome with the questions and everything, too. Yeah, uh, how about that today? Huh? I, I enjoy freaking doing this, man. DK, I'm going to put that one back up, too. But Nova, I don't I don't know what you're talking about here. Hey, Mom, do you think Tomlin like losing any control of – I honestly don't know. He Everybody in that building has a say-so on what happens. DK, you know that just as much as I do, man. Um, I'm, 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 I'm of this mindset too. Somebody had it a second ago, man. That's just two being two when we look at what's going on. And Ron Lytle, who gave up 20 memberships, said this too. When it comes down to players, and I think this is for Mason, Broderick, Dan Moore, and everything. Fine line between making wine and squashing grapes, baby. We, we, we trying to make some wine this weekend, DK. This is going to end up being an issue that we're going to touch on later in the week here. But Colton brings it up, you know, says, hey, Moan, are the Steelers going to double team Stefan Diggs? Or are they going to let Joey Porter Jr. take him on and see what he can do? I wouldn't bet against the young man having that role. My two, I think Joey Porter Jr. knows how to agitate well enough. If if, if Diggs ain't getting the ball, Diggs going to blow up. Okay. The As two, we've seen. The two I worry about is them two tight ends. Dawson Knox. And Kincaid. And Tomlin brought that up today himself. Uh, he acknowledged we haven't been great against tight ends. Uh, he said we will recognize and be very much aware of both of those gentlemen. 
Mika coming back, Casey coming back. I mean, look at that, what Rose done. I mean, legitimately, like if 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 Mark Robinson got a dog blitz again, DK told that great story about how he was just like a bullet out of a pistol, sacking the court. That plays into it also, DK. So um, you got to hit him from all angles. But those two tight ends is where I'm hanging my hat as the main focus this weekend. What kind of blitz? A dog blitz. What is that? Dog, just straight dog blitz up the middle. That's what they call it. Oh, okay. Just dog. He saw it and didn't go. It's a dog blitz. Okay. Yeah, a little bit of delay. A little bit of a <laughs> delay. Yeah, Kincaid is a big dude with gray hands. Hand over fish, you're right. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh he's I thought not you going to spell it. He's not paying attention. going to spell it right, DK. Come on, man. <laughs> I tried. I mean, Come I typed, on, man. I typed like this, D-A-W-G. D-A-W-G. so uncool. Dog blitz, okay? You ain't doing it right, DK. Yeah, Danny Blair said it. Dog blitz. Oh, no. They're just finding out how uncool I am. Well, we'll get you there somehow, some some way. Barber's going to come down here from the barbershop now that he's off for the day and and, and wag, a, wag a set of scissors in my face. Dog blitz, man. But uh, I feel good about this weekend. It's going to be a tough one, and we're going to discuss more for sure the rest of this week. We, we got a game on Sunday. That is correct. even better. That is correct. And yeah, of course, the new Tomlinism is this one. Scared money don't make money. Uh, that has pretty much saved their season along with finding a quarterback capable of making NFL plays consistently. All right, guys. Well, we will do this again tomorrow. I can't wait to. This is uh, an exciting week, DK. Yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt. It's And it's only going to – it's just going to build. It, you know? it feels like playoffs. Some, I know. Somebody said this earlier real quick, and I'm done, DK. I swear. I swear I'm done, man. Right here, Joseph Gardell. Hey, Moan, throw the records out. It's the playoffs, y'all. Yeah. We, we got to act like it as a group, man. Golly, I'm yep. excited. I ain't yep. even playing, DK. I hear you. Now, you got all excited after that running question. I, did, I, I saw you. <laughs> you. <laughs> I ain't even playing, y'all, and I love this. <laughs> all right, guys. Ooh. Tomorrow. Here we go. All right.